Hello, everybody, and welcome to Art Star Seed Radio on Radio Free Brooklyn. Yeah. I'm excited. <laughs> I'm excited and I'm nervous. I am Face Boy. I'm Lucas. And with us from home is Calvin Williams. How's it going, everybody? Happy to be here. We are excited and nervous because this is Lucas's very first time running the tech board. Woo-woo. Not I'm the first time nervous. co-hosting, but now you're now you're co-hosting. You're running the tech board. Hopefully next week we can figure out like how I can hear the music when it's playing through. But you know the signaling me when to start works, and um, uh, it's so much better than if I was trying to do the tech. <laughs> well, <laughs> you both had an experience with me. <laughs> was that yesterday? You were like, I don't know where the X is. And I was like, you have to scroll just and pretend the X is there. And you were like, what? And I'm like, just make the X happen and it will happen. And Calvin's <laughs> like, okay, you need to go to your settings. And then I went to, uh, I went to. You went to, you went to the computer settings and not the Skype setting. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I went to the computer settings and then my then my computer froze up. It just had the little swirly thing going on. And then I wanted to restart it, but the swirly thing went was still going when I went to the Apple. So I did the one thing someone taught me, like the hard restart, where you unplug it from the back and you press the button, which might damage your computer over time, but I didn't fucking care. I wanted to get this thing done. And then when it restarted, Skype was just missing from from my whole computer and you're both trying to explain to me how, how to find it. Like, you know, okay. <laughs> first like she goes this and I'm like, what? <laughs> <laughs> and just like, you were both just dumbing it down and dumbing it down and dumbing it down. And finally, eventually, um, I sort of got it. And like today, right before we started the show, I said, okay, I'm not clicking shit. And you're both kind of like, yes, don't click on anything for the next hour. Just don't touch <laughs> your computer for the next fucking hour, please. <laughs> Is it frustrating, Calvin, dealing with someone like me? I've dealt with worse, and I I've been I've been in uh, tech support for uh, over ten years now, so I've I've experienced just about everything. So worse than me, worse. Hard my, to believe. Yes. My dad was also in tech support, and he w- would generally call everybody idiots. He'd be like, "Idiots, fucking idiots." <laughs> You're that's not. A, that's not. Yeah, that's not really the right fucking attitude yeah, to go to tech support. Yeah, that's that's not the mindset to go into, because part of tech support is customer support, and you have to you have to be courteous to all your customers. And so, thankfully, like I haven't gotten jaded to the point where like I think that everybody's an idiot. Uh, I'm I'm of the mindset that this is hard stuff at the end of the day, and like people need help traversing this. So um, that's what my job is, you know. Yeah, you're awesome. You're very awesome. Thank you. 
Yeah, and, and Lucas, you're not taking compliments very well. I, I, you know, <laughs> I, I'm like, keep telling him, you know, you've learned a lot. You're, you, you got this equipment a week ago, and we're live today. Yeah. That's really an accomplishment. I, That's a, I just want to be like perfect at things right away. <laughs> um, I'm, I'm pretty much the same way, but I've come to realize, like, I'm not going to get everything 100% all the time. I mean... I've been doing my show for over a year and a half, and I still mess things up on a regular basis. So it's it's all a part of being human. Based on yesterday's account, uh, uh, based on yesterday's encounter with me and tech. Now, I said to, to Lucas that I could probably have learned how to do this in a month. Lucas says, no, you couldn't. <laughs> <laughs> You couldn't find Skype on your computer. Yeah, you're right. You're right. I could I could actually never learn to do this. I mean that you, that, that was the time frame you gave. Never. You recently just learned how to download an app. You... Oh man. <laughs> I used to download every app for him, but um the thing about the COVID is it's making people like um, you and my mom have to be more self-sufficient with, like, the interwebs. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. But you, you still talk me through it. <laughs> App yeah. store. What, what, what store? Where do I go? What street? <laughs> <laughs> oh, the Apple store. Is that where I go? No, no. On your phone. App store. It's on your phone. No, it isn't. Oh, yeah, it is. <laughs> so I, I did a little bit of uh, poking around on Calvin and there is something that we have in common when it comes to tech oh really it. yes we both went to Brooklyn Technical High School <gasps> no Bro wonder I like you <laughs> <laughs> that was the last school that I got kicked out of <laughs> no kidding uh, no seriously yeah um See, I wanted to follow in my siblings' footsteps and go to Stuyvesant High School. And uh, there, are, there are three specialized high schools in New York that you take this one test for. There's mm -hmm. Stuyvesant, Bronx High School of Science, and Brooklyn Tech. Yep. And, uh, and all of my siblings went to Stuyvesant. So me and my friend Norman, we were like, okay, here's what we're going to do. We're going to tap into universal consciousness by getting super stoned before we take the test. <laughs> you get one shot at this fucking test that determines where you go to fucking high school. Or if you get it. I mean, it's, it's kind of kind of impressive that I got deal. into Brooklyn Tech stoned out of my fucking mind. Like, that's no small feat. I took that my last no, IQ like, test like, stoned out of my mind, too. It went down a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> just a little bit but i was like uh, my mom was like why did it go down i was like i don't know i'm not sure <laughs> um, right but think about but, it like this you you were able to get into brooklyn tech stoned out of your gourd whereas like 80 percent of uh, of junior high students couldn't get in with a clear head totally that yeah that's true that's true so, so that's no small feat. So you, you deserve like you deserve all the accolades for that. Thank you very much. <laughs> um, 
but it sounds like your Brooklyn Tech experience was was great. Oh, it was oh, it was wonderful. Like that that was that was a time where I really began to um, discover myself. Like I had a really really terrible junior high school experience, and I just kind of wanted to uh, move as far away from that as I I possibly could. And Brooklyn Tech really helped me with that. This different environment, different group of kids, much better and much larger, more diverse group of uh, group of kids. And I got to I got to meet a lot of different people, a lot of different um, experiences, people who've uh, walked different paths in life and got to uh, got to understand myself through um, other people and through all the all of our shared experiences at tech. And so that was. I can't. I can't say enough good things about tech. <laughs> That's really beautiful. Yes. Did it still have a radio station when you were there? No, the radio station was closed out, and I was really bummed out because I wanted to. I wanted to check out that radio station so bad. Like, we're we're constantly teased walking to tech every day, seeing this giant freaking radio antenna, and nobody's using it. Oh man. Why was that? Um, I. I think the last um, um, the the last person last last it was used was by WNYC and when they I believe it was WNYC or some radio station but once they moved out they there was no longer a real use for that that uh, antenna or the radio station now it's just for show. Well, I mean, the students had shows on there when I was going. Oh, really? Yeah. No, we we didn't have that was the whole point. That. It was for us. Yeah, the the students students hadn't used it. It was it was just sitting there collecting dust, which is really sad. Yeah, yeah, I remember. It. I was only on on one show. Uh, I, I was filling in for someone, and I remember that uh, that it, that it was a really nice studio. That I was really excited to do that. Um, the show was a was a anti smoking show. <laughs> Um, and I was already fucking <laughs> smoking <laughs> cigarettes and weed at way too young an age. And, and it was just so squeaky clean, this show. It, 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 I didn't like the script at all. Um, but I mm-hmm. liked being in the radio and I liked the people that I was working with. And then when we all left the, the school, um, everyone's like, great show, great show. And I like immediately light a cigarette and they're like, oh man, what's wrong with you? Didn't you just hear what we all said? <laughs> I'm, like, I'm like, are you serious? I mean, come on. <laughs> <laughs> and like for, for, for a minute I was going to be let into their little club. Maybe I could have done more shows and stuff, but I was, you know, I was not practicing what I preach and it's like, well, I'm not preaching it. I was reading a script. <laughs> 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 but, but yeah, it sucks to think of a of a radio station, a real nice station, collecting dust, and and, the, and not when when that W whoever it was NYC left. Uh, I don't know why they didn't give it back to the students. It doesn't make any sense. I'm I'm really not sure. It's an invaluable resource. It's a it's a form of communication. Like. And it's a, a an incredibly valid form of communication, even more so than ever. Now that uh, radio is even more prevalent, given the advent of the internet, that's the whole reason why we exist. Yeah, uh, sitting here doing this right now. Mm-hmm. So, 
and it has been definitely shown that in times of crisis, people turn to the radio more than more than they ever usually do. April was the highest listenership on Radio Free Brooklyn ever. Ever, yeah. And so, uh, there has been a four hundred and nineteen percent increase in uh, at home at uh, alcohol delivery sales. Has nothing to do with what we were just talking about. <laughs> At all, I I may or may uh, not have contributed to that statistic there. <laughs> Before we get back to Brooklyn Tech, um, my junior high school experience was the best in the world. That was like my best school experience ever. Um, when I, not my first one, the first junior high school I got kicked out of. Not surprising, I got kicked out of a lot of schools. Like I said, Tech was the last school that I got kicked out of. But anyway, my second junior high school experience, junior high school 104, awesome. Awesome, awesome. The friends that I made there, I'm still friends with 40 fucking years later. Um, so what what was it about your junior high school experience that was sucked? I was one of 64 students in this junior high school and I was the one that was targeted the most for bullying. There were only 64 students in your junior high school? Yeah. Um, 32. What kind of school there, is this? It was a, it was a specialized, it was a specialized um, charter school for, um, for law and journalism in Brooklyn. Okay. And I, 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 I worked pretty hard to try to get into that school because I thought it was something that I'd be interested in. Like my, uh, my uncle is in law. Um, I thought journalism was something uh, something really fascinating and I thought would be interested in. Uh, as it turns out, I was interested in neither of them. And um, to make things worse, I got uh, I got picked on by good portion of uh, good portion of my class. Now, there's a, there's only a two classes per uh, per grade. And I caught hell from uh, both uh, from both classes. And so that re that really had has had a serious um, a serious adverse effect on me even to this day. Like I'm um, sure I can really relate to that. I actually um, I still think that my mental health problems come from like young childhood trauma. I think it's yeah. it's, it's real trauma to be bullied, um, and it causes kids to just like sometimes give up young in life, but the kids who survive have to sort of unlearn so much self-hatred. Yes. And now my job, I'll be 35 next month. I'm still trying to unlearn so many things, like so many, so much self-destructive uh, behaviors that I uh, developed over the years because of the starting with that. I'm right there with June you. June 29th, you'll be 35. I did That's my right. homework. <laughs> did my homework. Um, you know, we can dive a little deeper into this if you feel comfortable. One of the things Lucas and I were talking about is, you know, now that I'm working with a new co-host, the show is going to have a different kind of feel. We were talking about what kind of feel we want that to have. And we were both saying a safe space. Uh, that's that's actually I, I think that's 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 uh, definitely wonderful. Like we all could use like a space where we can just uh, be open and honest without uh, fear of retribution or fear or even um, overcoming our own, uh, you know, um, 
qualms about being open about things that have happened in the past and just just there's, I feel like talking about a stigma you know against talking about your own um, insecurities and your own um, you know just moments of that you're not perfect as we said earlier right. you always feel you have to be perfect I think it's so hard to take the mask off and say you know what I'm not perfect um, but it's actually helps other people when we do it I think yeah and not to say that this show was ever not a safe space but this is more this is something that we want to focus more on with this show and so to follow up a little bit I'm sure there are, there are listeners right now uh, who can relate to this type of stuff happening to them in their past. There might be young listeners that are, are experiencing this right now. So if you want to just get a little more specific about some of the things that happened and then getting over it in high school, I'd be open to that. But if you don't want to go there, we don't got to go there. Um, I can give you kind of the, uh, the Cliff Notes version, like, like junior high school is around the time where like puberty is hitting everybody mm-hmm. and everybody and like kids are sl- slowly starting to learn about themselves, their bodies, um, trying to keep hormones at bay and things like that. And one of the things I got teased about was masturbating, which was actually at that point something I was not familiar with. Now, so you were teased is- because you were not masturbating? I was accused of masturbating. I see. Okay, I'm listening. And so, and so, like, I'm not familiar with that at all. And now, mind you, at that point, like, probably everyone in that school had, like, had tried it at some at some point at least once. But I'm to this day, I, I don't understand like why I was targeted about it, and it was like. The, the bullying got so bad that it got to a point where any word that came out of my mouth was used against me. And just it was just constant and relentless, you know. So I'm, I'm really not sure how I made it through that. I don't know either. I, I, I had like I had very little trust in anybody by the time I graduated junior high school. Which is actually why I'm grateful I went to Brooklyn Tech because that helped me break uh, that school helped me break out of that. This made me understand that there's there are people out there that aren't assholes and can will generally be your friend, you know. And yes. I didn't um, really learn that until I went to college because um, I grew up in a town where we just went to school with the other kids from our town and it was a pretty small town, um, so I was bullied right up until college. Jeez, it, it's it's horrible, man. It, uh, I I 100% feel for you. It's I feel for you too. I I just don't understand. Well, kids kids are cruel. Like yeah. like whether yes. they whether they mean to mean to be or not. In this case, they I'm pretty sure they meant it. I think like, a lot it of just, times it comes from the home. I think that they you know, our modeling behavior, that's um, how they're treated. Um. Yeah. Yeah, there were these twins when I was growing up in my neighborhood. 
um, and they were terrible to me. Uh, I I just feared them all the time, uh, and they sometimes would gang up on me with other friends. I, I got I got beat up a lot, and it was uh, mostly uh, targeting me. Even though there was I wasn't out or effeminate, they just decided I was gay. I mean, they were kind of right, but. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and this was and this was a this was a very heavily Italian neighborhood and the two worst things you could be in in this neighborhood at that time was gay or black um th- those were the two worst things you could be um and uh it it was it was it was horrible and and I do think it came from the home life because I know that 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 the twins that their their dad was mafia connected and mm. and uh and probably very harsh on them and they probably heard and saw shit that you know kids shouldn't hear and see and and learned that that the way to to get things going your way is through muscle not mind and mm. uh i mean there are there are some smart fucking people in the mafia but those are the bosses you know you're 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 your general soldiers usually don't have the brightest bulbs on Broadway. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Some guy is going to come to me and he's, what the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> I heard that fucking show, you fucking faggot. I'm going to beat your ass myself. <laughs> fuck you. <laughs> Take it back. Tell me I'm smart. Tell me I'm fucking don't. I'm gonna fucking pummel you. Francis and I are both Italian, so it's we're we're sort of allowed to make fun of Italians. Oh man, that, that shouldn't have come out yet, you know. <laughs> oh, yeah, but it already did. So I didn't know. I was. This is not supposed to be out on the radio, folks. But you know, just nobody tell my mother that this is on the radio. We're all very good at nobody telling my mother stuff. She doesn't know that I'm. Like, <laughs> she doesn't know that I'm a boy yet either. Yeah, she doesn't know. She doesn't need to know. It's it's kind of like when Bill Clinton was was uh, fucking his intern, and and he like and and at one point when he goes like I did not have sex with that woman. And everyone in America knew he did. And everyone in America was like, all right, we're not going to tell Hillary. No one tell Hillary. (laughs) 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 And then the difference is in environment. I'm going to move back because I I really like doing these kind of in-depth interviews. I I dig them. And we had you on last week and I was doing my birthday show and and I didn't really get into Calvin Williams and what makes Calvin Williams Calvin Williams. So I'm going to give you a relatable story. So after I got kicked out of Brooklyn Tech, I don't think you can relate to getting kicked out of schools. That's not the relatable part. (laughs) You don't seem the kicked out of school type. (laughs) No, I I, uh, I kept... I kept, I kept my nails clean uh, in various senses of the word. <laughs> <laughs> so then I got li- sent to live with 
relatives in Tappan, North Dakota. So this is me, Greenwich Village, going to a town of 300 people. And, wow. um, and I thought it was only going to be there for a summer. I wound up there for a year and three months. Uh, my, my, uh, the person who was my guardian, uh, it was my mother's cousin, Ruth, who was wonderful, and her husband, Donald, who was sadistic uh, and, and just a terrible human being. So when I got out of there, I get back to New York City, and there were only two schools that would take me. Seward Park High School, which is pretty much like it sounds, a fucking sewer, <laughs> or Simon's Rock Early College, which was a, a no-brainer. It's like a shitty high school, or you can go to college in fucking Great Barrington, Massachusetts, in heaven. So I went from <laughs> a, a horrible, horrible, oppressive environment where I was scared all the time to this wonderful, wonderful freedom and... Uh, and having my mind stimulated in ways that it had never been before, I was so happy. Um, so I'm guessing this is similar to what happened with you. Yes, just um, uh, feeling like that sense of freedom, you know, like mm -hmm. getting away, getting away from like a really toxic environment to uh, to something uh, something new and different, and just slowly learning to open up i'm to this day i'm not terribly good at that so i'm getting i've gotten i've gotten a lot better i mean uh look what just i'm doing right now hour. yeah <laughs> so just slowly um unravel like unraveling all the damage but it's just weird it's just weird to think that just three years can have like even like even less than that can have such a profound effect on you and trying to uh, trying to undo all of that North Dakota will always be part of me and that was less that was a year and three months it will always be part of me and sometimes in really good ways in that you know uh, that that I spent 12 years of my life, in in the field of uh, uh, people that had had serious mental challenges and serious physical challenges, and I focused the last part of my career on de design, developing, and implementing training programs to help prevent abuse, neglect, and negligence. You know, I I just thought about how I was I was basically alone and I was vulnerable because I was young and s relatively small. And, and I, I, and I just, this was a, I just had, I wouldn't, I don't know if it was a gift for it or it was just, I liked doing that kind of work. And I started as most people do as a direct care counselor. And I just, I liked what I was doing. I didn't like always what I was seeing. Mm. Um, I, I, most of the places I worked for were exemplary in their care, but not everyone, not everyone was. And that's why I and, and so th in those cases, I was not popular with the staff, extremely popular with the clients or with the students. Um, but, yeah, I would I would absolutely write reports if I saw something that was that was that was abusive, neglectful. Uh, uh, and and eventually, like I said, I started 
writing training programs and doing training in that in that area. So, and I know a lot of that is a direct result of what I experienced in North Dakota. So, yeah, these things do stay with you, Calvin. Um, yeah. But you can turn them into something good. Like one thing, one thing that I learned from that is just uh, empathy. You know, like a little. Like a little empathy goes a long way in just like being mindful of how your actions affect people, you know? And like I'll never forget how like how my so called friends made me feel and I I always I always want to just be good to people, you know? Totally. Like when it comes down to it, like just be good to one another. Be good to like even if like even if you don't agree with uh, like even if you're not feeling something about that particular person, just be nice. Be cordial. Mm-hmm. I mean, like that go. Uh, it goes such a long way, and um, that I think have like having that experience formed a lot of who like who I became personality wise. And I think that's probably like why, like one of the things that makes me really good at like things like support support. Yeah. (laughs) I was thinking exactly that customer support, tech support, being supportive. Yeah. Cause 'cause it, it, the whole bullying thing, even definitely when I was a kid, it was like, you don't go in school. You don't go to anyone about bullying. You right. either get your ass kicked or you stand up for yourself or both. Um, and this continued while you were in school. I'm yeah. imagining we this is, this is a, this is a very relatively very new thing where you're actually, where you can go to an authority and right. where the bully will actually have to have consequences right. and where the bully is no longer, their power is being taken away from them. Am I? Yeah. I, I, I mean, this when is I what was I. In school, the kid who got bullied w- w- was given consequences. So um, my friend yes. who is gay, yeah. he, um, his glasses were his locker was broken into, and his glasses were broken, which would have been a big deal if he wasn't gay. And the, because um, we went to a fancy like it was, um, it was a public school, but it was very fancy. And um, they, he, the dean of students said that he should have been careful about how he's like representing himself, and that maybe he brings this on himself. Yeah, victim blaming—that yeah. that's something that really, really burns me. Like, you des- like you deserved bad things because of who you are. <laughs> Absolutely. I used to be a, a like a stripper, and I think sex workers are um, victim blamed all the time. Anytime there's like a death um, in the sex work community, it's not really taken care- seriously by the cops. It's very sad. Yeah, it's just like being uh, being cursed for existing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, hey, it it really uh, it gets under my skin so much. I can't even put it into words. It, yeah, it makes me like I'm glad that the tide is slowly beginning to turn, but there is so much more work that needs to be done. Yeah. Uh, 
before before like you know we all as a society can get to a point where we can just exist like exist in happiness and like mm-hmm. breathe i feel like that you know we can't even breathe sometimes because yeah we're taught that like the next shoe is always about to drop right and also you know I'm, i live in manhattan there's there's a lot of living in a bubble when it comes to new york city I'm I'm sure that that whatever advancements I'm talking about in terms of anti-bullying and bullying's bullies being held accountable, I'm sure. And also, I'm not sure that that's entirely true. I'm just I just think it is based on some of the things that I I see and I hear, and and I know that it is probably it's a privilege thing. I mean, I at the school I taught at, we had in-classroom discipline, and so if the kids were beating each other and had knives out, there was still, like, no principal's office to send them to, and that that was a school that um, wasn't a top-choice school, so it was mostly kids from bad neighborhoods going to it. It's definitely a privileged thing. The, like, white, um, like, upper-class kids who are going to public school in um, the village, they have a very different experience than a kid in Bushwick. Right, right. Yeah, I'm basing a lot of what I'm saying on the fact that I haven't heard anything about. I'm basing it on what I know of the education from my nieces and nephews, and that's going to be a lot different than what's happening in the South Bronx. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Um, the school we are. are so broken. You are listening to Art Star Scene Radio on Radio Free Brooklyn, Lucas's first. Tech, doing great. I'm hearing everything fine. I'm hearing everything fine. Uh, And um, it sounded good here. um, Who wants to read the copy? It would usually be. I didn't ask you about this in advance, Lucas. I don't have Uh, the copy actually. I've got to print that out for next time. Okay, Um, Calvin, would you be so kind? And you also have the best mics. (laughs) All right. Got to get the voice ready. Radio Free Brooklyn is a 501c3 nonprofit organization whose mission is to provide a free and open platform to our community and promote education, uh, education and free expression. We rely on the contributions of our hosts, volunteers, and you, the listeners of this station. At this current time, given the whole COVID-19 situation, um, everything has more or less been turned on its head and the situation is no different for Radio Free Brooklyn. As of right now, all of our studios are closed to our hosts and for podcast recording. And given that uh, our podcast recordings were our uh, major stream of revenue, um, we are unable to make our normal revenue. So if you if you have it, if you have the means and we we are well aware that we uh, a lot of people out there are hurting given how everything has turned out, but if you can spare a little bit of scratch, there's three ways that you can uh, help our Radio Free Brooklyn. You can go to radiofreebrooklyn.org slash donate and um, make a one-time contribution or a monthly pledge. And as our way of saying thank you, we have uh, lots of fantastic swag from t-shirts to mugs, tote bags, and more. So, um, we offer that as our way of saying thank you. So you can go to readyfreebrooklyn.org slash donate. 
You can also go to smile.amazon.com where you can shop on Amazon, as I'm pretty sure many of you are <laughs> uh, during this time of quarantine. And you can choose Ready Free Brooklyn as a nonprofit that you can support. So smile.amazon.com, select Ready Free Brooklyn as your donee, and start shopping. Lucas, will you take? T- t- will you make? Will you help me do that? <laughs> you want me to do that next week? Thanks. No. Well, yeah, I want you to read the copy, but uh, I got an Amazon gift card for oh, my birthday, yeah. And so I want to set up my account, and you know, I'm not going to be able to do it just from the announcement and what yeah. was said here. Yeah, <laughs> You're gonna have to talk me through. <laughs> It's not as easy now that I actually have to talk you through and I can't just do it for you. Because um, Francis I know. and I are also socially distancing because he lives with his mom and so we're, um, we don't... She's 87. We, we, <laughs> I have to, everything I have to do is as if I was 87. It's just like that. Gotcha. Uh, anything I'm exposed to, it's as if I was an 87-year-old. And uh, so, yeah, we can't see each other. I don't know for how long it's going to be. It's driving me absolutely insane, me too, but me it too. is is well. <laughs> it is worth the sacrifice because mom is doing well. We now have access to a private garden in the building, so I'm able to get her out safely into a nice environment. We go out there for like an hour or so a day. She can have visitors there. Uh, my brother has visited. My sister Nancy and Stephen a couple of times. My sister-in-law and and her niece, and Lucas is planning a visit because there's there's enough space there where you can socially distance. And there's a fucking gate that closes, so no fucking crazy people can come in. All right, awesome. Yeah. So we're we're doing as well as we as we can here and I am also still suspending asking for any kind of sponsors for this show because uh, I'm doing I'm doing okay I'm doing okay I'm drinking right now my every week I have a glass this fucking whiskey cost $104 a <laughs> bottle I don't need your sponsorship right now <laughs> I'm doing okay but I do need you to think about other people I do need you to say okay uh uh, those 400 fucking cans of tuna that I bought, maybe it's time to donate them. It is. If you bought fucking 400 cans of tuna or whatever it was, all the shit that you bought that you don't need now, we are over the mountain. We are, you're able to get shit at the store. You're able to get the shit that you need. All the shit you bought that you don't need, there are people who, who do need it. There are people that, because you ate four, bought 400 cans of tuna, they ain't got no fucking tuna. <laughs> <laughs> give up your fucking tuna. Give up your fucking that the one ply uh that one ply uh toilet paper that you got tons of that you don't use because you're you have a sensitive ass. Give it the fuck away. Um I also have a birthday fundraiser going on for the Trevor Project, which is um deals a lot with what we've been talking about specifically with queer kids but um bullying with queer kids and it has a 24-hour 7 helpline and they've had an increase in how much their helpline is um, used so they need some money and that charity again is the trevor project the trevor project you can also give to the treasure trevor Trevor. project through (laughs) trevor project through 
Lucas's uh, did a couple of postings. So if you're friends on Facebook, it's easy to find, and uh, and it'll also show up as as something that that came from his uh, advocacy. Awesome. Let's get a little bit more to your adult age stages okay. of life. So uh, you. You worked for the Black Veterans for Social Justice. Yes, uh, it's a, uh, a veteran service nonprofit organization in Brooklyn. Uh, it's based in Bed-Stuy. Um, they've been around for um, uh, over 40 years, and it was started by um, uh, Vietnam veterans of color that were basically completely cast aside by society, by government, um, and basically all they wanted to do was just, um, fight for the right to be seen and given the benefits that were owed to them. And from there was, uh, um, their mission expanded to making sure that, um, all veterans, no matter what walk of life, uh, what, what, no matter what discharge status, um, uh, got the benefits that were owed to them. And so that's a mission that they continue to do this day. And also a lot of uh, community, uh, um, not community organizing, but um, uh, community dealings, uh, food pantry, um, uh, temporary assistance for, uh, for uh, families in need in the community. So uh, there, there's a lot of amazing things that this organization does. And uh I was there for almost seven years as the seven years. Wow. Yeah. Um, I, I was there. I was their IT person. I was I was one of two IT people started off um, um, as the assistant to the uh, vice president of IT. But um, after he retired, everything fell on me. <laughs> yeah. Now, with the skill level that you have, the skill set they have, the education that you have, you could clearly work for an organization that makes a fuck. You could make a lot more money than working for, uh, for any kind of organization that does social justice. That's extremely commendable. Uh, what was it that that uh, drew you to it? Um, I I wish I could say it was it was something uh something commendable that drew me to this organization, but um, um I. I graduated college in um, uh, late 2008, and that was right in the middle of the whole, the whole uh, financial collapse. I mean, economic. Okay, collapse. so the big so, money jobs actually weren't available to you. I feel you. I graduated were, 2009. And they were, <laughs> and there, there would have been even, um, even less so for somebody get, um, just leaving college. Mm -hmm. Even yeah. though I, even though I have a computer science degree, it was basically worth toilet paper at that point. <laughs> Mm -hmm. Really expensive toilet paper. So, the quilted northern, not the one ply. I'm talking to <laughs> that tells people to fucking give away. <laughs> so, um, after after searching several months for a job, um, um, I got I got a reference from uh, a friend of my mother's who was affiliated with uh, Black Vets, and so. Uh, I put in my resume, um, gave it a shot, and I I got hired. And now, now mind you, I have a computer science degree, which has everything to do with uh, programming and 
less to do with hardware and things like that. But I grew like I grew up as the as the the geek kid from the hood, and so I I knew about computers since the age of five. Thanks, Dad. <laughs> wow. So, so your father had a lot of influence on this. Yeah, like he's he's the reason why I got into computers. He 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 built me a computer uh, when I was five, and that's how that's how my affinity for technology all got started. I wish um, I kind of wish that um, he had given me a more of an affinity for music. Yeah, that's another thing that we will uh, that we have in common. Like we uh, we're both musicians. My fun fact: my dad was a uh, a funk musician in the seventies, wow. and his awesome, so cool. and, awesome, and his and his band and his band was the 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 touring backing band for the main ingredient. Oh wow! How? Mm. I love yeah, you get that sound sometimes. How? <laughs> like in so many funk songs. <laughs> so what's your uh, what kind of music do you do? Um, I, I, I basically write whatever I'm in the mood for. Like, I'm one. How? I'm... Sorry, I'm gonna. Do that. <laughs> <clears throat> so like a lot like i have i have a particular uh affinity for like like jazz me uh, jazz music r&b and so even though like even though like i don't have the chops for jazz like a lot of a lot of things that i write um it's usually all instrumentals and will have either that jazz or r&b sound nice and um I've actually been writing music since I was 15, and so oh, wow. just uh, just sitting on my computer using uh, using whatever uh, uh, whatever uh, music software I could steal off the internet and uh, write music. <laughs> <laughs> so, can and, we hear some of this? Uh, actually, I'm not sure if I'll be able to. Uh, play it off of my computer but Lucas I can send you a link Okay. so we can like maybe hear it like um, in the next couple of minutes yes that would be awesome is it um, can I download it to iTunes Um, I will I will give you a link that you can download iTunes or you can just send Um, it to me and then I'll be able to use the uh, the um uh, the time machine and go to the future <laughs> and learn how to do things and then I can come back <laughs> and then I can do it. The flux, I can use the flux capacitor. I can use the flux capacitor to go to the future. <laughs> but, um, actually, one of the things I've been doing um, as of late um, this is something that got started back in 2014. Um, uh, me and a group of friends um, wanted to uh, try to uh, start our own um, online comic book. Oh, nice! That's cool. But the spin on but the spin on it was um, it was going to be basically part comic book, part cartoon. 
So basically, all of the um, um, all of the um, all of the strips would kind of uh, come to life, oh, wow. and there would be voice actors and uh, music. And so, I was I was um, tasked to write the music for this comic book. That's so cool. So we had started it about uh, started about six years ago. Well, we couldn't get the funding to. Uh, to really get to really get it off the ground, but um, um, sometime last year we all got together and um, started to try to um, reboot it and get it back, uh, get it back up and running. So um, I'm starting to uh, write music for that again, and I'm really really excited about it. Is is it already? Um... Have you, I guess, already published it online at all, or are you going to wait? Um, we actually have uh, a couple of a couple of videos. We have kind of like a trailer that we uh, that we released. Okay. Um, actually, is this it? Um, I can send you, I can send you the uh, the song from the trailer. So this is, so this is actually uh, an uh, more orchestral type piece, and one of uh, one of the types of music that I really love is like orchestral string section type uh, type music. Okay, um, check the Skype chat. I just dropped it in. Uh, I just dropped it in the chat. Wait, I should check it? No. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not clicking anything for the next, uh, just 10 more minutes. Um, just 10 more minutes of me not fucking touching anything. It's not here. Oh, it didn't show up? Oh, I... oh. Okay, something changed, but I didn't touch anything. That's me. I sent you sent a message to everybody. Okay, let me see if I can send it to just you. Okay. You can send it to everyone. I mean, he's not going to touch it. Hopefully. <laughs> I'm not going to touch it. I promise. I promise. <laughs> not touching anything. <laughs> But yeah, but what did, um, I, what did I what did yeah. I almost delete off my computer that would have been really bad? Do you, want, do, do you know my email? Uh, yep, I got your email. Actually, I'm gonna see if I can um, send it in a Google Drive. Okay. But I was trying to get out of Skype settings, mm -hmm. and I almost I almost got rid of what my whole Microsoft account or something. Oh no. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I think that's what happened. And 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 you're like, that's a good thing that you didn't do that. I don't know why that's a good thing, but I but I do know it's probably a really good thing. Uh, yeah, you don't want to delete anything Microsoft related. <laughs> <laughs> See, I'm going to give you the link. So currently, 
getting us to the present, uh, Calvin is a host on Radio Free Brooklyn and also the IT director, which yes. makes sense. <laughs> uh, while we're waiting for this, you want to tell us a little bit about that? Uh, uh, I'm about that. About that. <laughs> oh. So, how did you get into Radio Free Brooklyn, and and how did you become our IT director, etc.? Okay, so the two culprits uh, that are the reason why I am a part of Radio Free Brooklyn are Shane from Everybody Plays a Fool and uh, Mike Joseph from the JCC. Um, the two of them are good friends of mine, and um, they started, um, Shane started at Radio Free Brooklyn first and convinced Mike to join Radio Free Brooklyn. And then the two of them, um, decided to, uh, conspire to get me to join. So it, uh, it started, it started innocently enough, you know, uh, Hey Calvin, you want to, you want to be a guest on my show? I was like, yeah, cool. Hadn't done like hadn't done anything radio related since like moonlighting on um, friends shows back in college, so I was like, yeah, I'm I'm definitely interested. Um, uh, so Lucas, check. Uh, okay, great. I uh, have to turn it up a little bit. Yeah. Oh wait, I, could, I heard it a little bit. Oh yeah. I've, uh, I forgot. Uh, people, uh, people over the air are going to be able to hear it. We may not be able to hear it. <laughs> you don't think they can uh, hear it? Because it's still playing from Skype. Let me play again. I'll see through the sound. I can hear it. Okay. So, so it started off with a couple of uh, guest appearances on uh, on those two shows. And then they decided to uh, plant a bug in my ear to uh, maybe consider doing my own show. Now, I had the only radio experience I ever had was like, acting a fool on my friends' radio shows in college. <clears throat> and so I was, uh, I was a little hesitant, but um, uh, an idea hit me and I was like, you know what, I'll go for it. Uh, worst I can say is no. So that was that was early September of 2018. About uh, yeah, mid early to mid September. My start date for my show was October 24th, <laughs> about a month later. <laughs> <laughs> and so that's how that's how my show started. Now the whole IT director deal. Now that was that well, was be just before you get to that. Okay. Uh, let's let our listeners know what. What's the name of your show and when they can oh. hear it? What's the gist of it? Okay. Uh, the show is called Lush Vibes Radio. It comes on Tuesday nights from 11 p.m. to 1 a.m. Eastern. Um, it's, it's, a, it's basically an exploration of like the, the more airy, atmospheric, ambient side of all different genres of music. The tagline is all the, all the music you love, all the genres you love, and all the genres you didn't know you loved. And so I like my, my main forte is like, like R&B and like more soulful side of like pop music, but I'll also get into jazz, orchestral music. I've uh, I've played country uh, a whole bunch of times because like country is like really like dove into the R&B like really R&B side, which is something I find uh, very very interesting. And so it's just um 
like a lot of people consider it like really chill music, but it's not meant to be chill. But that's just kind of how it it's kind of how it uh, how it ends up a lot of times. It's chill, but not boring. I become a little bit boring, and I go to sleep at 11 p.m. So on Tuesday, <laughs> I'm gonna put I'm gonna put Lush Vibes Radio on, and I hope you won't be offended that 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 uh, that I wanted to like, go to sleep to that. Hey, if if you do, then I mean, if it's chill, uh, that's like, yeah. sounds like a good thing to go to sleep to. Yeah, so I I will not take offense to that. I I just appreciate you uh, pointing on and uh, listening to it for a little bit. So what's real? What's really nice about that show is like I, I not only get to like play music, but I I give uh, like kind of a glimpse of like kind of a glimpse of myself, like a like a small window of uh, of what's been going on in my life, what I've been what I've been feeling, and just kind of uh, opening myself up to like the vast openness of uh, time, space, and the internet. So. <laughs> So that's that's something I, I really do appreciate about doing this show. We have a, a good minute to, if you can give us the abridged version of how you became the IT director. Actually, we don't okay. have that minute. We're going to have to start wrapping things up. Uh, Lucas, if you'd be so kind as to play our... Oh, no, wait. We do have that minute. Okay, so I'll make, I'll make it real quick. Um, there was a... There was an RFB event at uh, Pinebox, and I heard uh, Tom and Shane talking about um, some computers that Tom got um, uh, that was uh, donated to Tom, and he didn't know what to do with them. I just happened to overhear that he needed some help fixing these computers, and I, I just walked up and I was like, "I heard you need some computers fixing." So that's so that's basically how that how that all got started. Um, I linked up with him, got the computers, um, fixed them up, made them brand new. And those were the computers that ended up being used for the uh, Teen Squad program. And so after um, helping out with that, he uh, made the suggestion to the management team that um, they that uh, this they is the invite we want to use. <laughs> <laughs> um, they, they, he was interested in having me on the management team as uh, uh, for tech help. And so he asked me if I was interested. I said yes. Next management meeting, they put it to a vote. They said yes. And so here I am, IT director of Radio Free Brooklyn. And we are so, so glad that you are. <laughs> and, and that is all the time we have. I like to have a little bit of time for some music to, to play. And Lucas, now if you would be so kind as to play that outro music, it's going good. Lucas, thank you so much. You did an amazing, amazing job. I, I it's fantastic. I'm you proud did of you. Fantastic. Calvin, I know you've been with us through this whole journey of going from just doing this. Thank you so much, and thank you for being our guest, and thank you for being so, so very open. Uh, I think that, that what you did for this show is 